Hey, what is up, guys? It's John Nelson, and you are listening to the Starting Block Podcast. I bet I probably scared you there because uh, you were probably expecting the intro music, and then you just automatically hear me yelling at you. Well, we are having trouble with our audio this morning, right, Chris? It's been a little bit of a struggle here. A little bit of a struggle. We've had everything from microphone issues to to recording studio issues to all kinds of stuff so and you had yeah so we just we said screw it and we're just gonna go ahead and go and, and forget the music right. so maybe we'll end the show with the music but sorry i know but that's most of y'all's favorite part of the show because i know you're probably like me you're probably driving around in your truck like rapping to it so um but uh yeah if you're new to the show um this is not usually how we uh welcome you and intro you but uh yeah welcome to the show glad you're tuning in we'll give you a quick breakdown of how we work some housekeeping stuff Our show works a little bit different than most shows. Uh, We are actually, first off, our mission is really to help give you guys the tools to win, really, whether you're, you know, the athlete, the parent, or the coach. The show's about complete athletic development, and our goal is to give you these tools and connect you with the people and, and the information that, you know, we have. And so... We have multiple shows within the show to help get all this information across. Uh, the standard show is the Q&A, which is what today is. That's where we're going to take your questions that you guys submit to us uh, through social media. You can get me at ELP underscore John. Chris is at Fast and Agile 49 uh, with some underscores thrown in there. And we'll answer those here on the show. That can be about anything related to training, performance, rehab, nutrition. You name it, we'll, ta- uh, we'll tackle it. The second type of show is going to be a guest interview. That's where we bring in our colleagues from across the country, and uh, they'll share how they help their gyms or clinics, uh, whatever it is that they may do, because we do have a lot of healthcare providers that come on, and they'll share their stories of success as well. And then you have the Friday Fire and Fact episode, and that's a couple minutes of me talking about something else that isn't necessarily necessarily related to training, but is about some type of personal development motivational branding, something like that. So today is your Q&A, and we're going to get right into it because we are a little bit behind here, and we only have a short amount of time, so we're going to take one question today. And it's a good question because we get, I get asked this a lot, and the question actually comes from one of Chris's clients down in Birmingham, but I get asked it all the time. And the main, the question is, should I do any supplementary lifting? So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and dive in and kind of share the context of the athlete and the, and the parents that asked that question, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, if you know anything about the way I train most of my athletes, it's very comparable to the way Jay Schroeder uh, trains his. Uh, in fact, you know, I would consider him one of my mentors, you know, John, just like you would. And yeah. We do a lot of iso extremes we do a lot of rebound uh training we do a lot of altitude drop training um and you know depending on the on the level of the athlete you know we kind of well this that way they can kind of pick up at their particular level for example i mean if a kid can't jump two inches you know they're not going to land with a whole lot of force (laughs) because they didn't Mm -hmm. jump that high in the first place so an athlete who's a lot more powerful, they jump a lot higher. They actually create their own intensity by jumping higher and landing from a higher jump and so on. Well, because we don't do a lot of lifting, I get asked the question quite a bit, you know, should I do supplementary lifting? And, you know, at least from my standpoint, you know, I'm always answering that question with, well, it depends on what you want. I mean, what is your goal? 
this particular kid is a pitcher, uh, freshman in high school. And um, I'm like, what do you want? I mean, if it's if the goal, and this was my answer to him, if your goal is to just get bigger and lift more weight, then yeah, go go lift some. I mean, do some bench press, do some squat, do some whatever with weight. That's fine. On the flip side of that, if your goal is to pitch better, pitch with higher velocity, then my answer would be no. Now, what would be your take in a right. given given that scenario? What would be your take in a case like that? Yeah, so you and I train both in a very similar manner. Uh, like you said, you know, Jay Schroeder's a you know a mentor and a big influence of ours. Um, Dr. J as well, and you know, go to for for me as well. I mean, I do a lot of recode, a lot of go to work. I mean, that's usually that's really a prime um, you know or fundamental piece of of our development, and so. The first question I'm normally going to ask in that scenario, if somebody asks, do I need to do any supplementary lifting is, you know, what are you doing at school? Because I think that's kind of the, the key factor for me. Um, I, I'm a huge proponent of movement quality and efficiency, and that's what will ultimately help you be able to, you know, absorb and create force and be able to be, um, be able to take those ISOs or rebounds or altitude drops to a whole other level. I mean, they're all they're all great tools, of course. But I, I kind of find, in my experience, that the movement side of stuff, you, you got to have that first. We got to be back chain dominant. We got to be able to have inside ankle bones high. Um, we got to be able to set bows and learn how to corner and, and and things like that. But the question goes back inevitably: Okay, what are you doing at school? Because if you're already lifting at school regardless of the quality of the program. And there are some good high school programs out there from a quote-unquote weightlifting standpoint, all right? That doesn't necessarily mean that that is what they need to be doing, but I understand where a lot of these high school coaches are coming mm-hmm. from because it's a, it's a good way to help the kids develop in some respect because some kids may not be doing anything. And as a coach, your job is on the line, obviously, and you need your kids to get better. So I, I get where they're coming from. So there are some good ones. So what are they doing at school? Um, you know, are they – I still see the standard like – I know guys around here, there's a, there's a team I – got, I got two different guys from this school. They're, they're a little bit north of us here. But they – I think their lifts are like bench – I think they bench, squat, and clean, I think, like three days mm-hmm. a week. And then they also run like three to five miles like every other day. <laughs> and it's like, and then the kid, then the kids come here, you know, cause they want, you know, they want some extra stuff, stuff that we can mm-hmm. provide. And, you know, and then, yeah, they'll ask, well, I, I'm going to go to ATC for us. ATC is like the 24 hour fitness facility mm-hmm. around here. They have all the hammer strength equipment, all that. And then they go there for the, over the weekend and lift more. It's like, no, that is absolutely not what you need to be doing. No, not, not at all. You're already lifting enough at school. So if you're lifting at school, I'm automatically going to say, no, you don't need it. Now, if you're not doing any lifting at school, should you be doing a little bit of supplementary lifting outside of the systems that Chris and I implement? Because I have gotten away from a lot of lifting in my program. Mm-hmm. And I think the, to me, I think the answer is, I'm, I'm kind of with you, maybe. If you want to improve your performance, 
I don't know. I mean, you can talk about how much weight training is going to, you know, can improve you versus, uh, you know, ISOs, things like that. Are you trying to be, you know, trying to put muscle mass on and put some size on? Yeah, you, you probably should a little bit. So I, there's a lot of variables to it. And it's, it's just, it's not an easy question just to say yes or no, you shouldn't be doing it. Well, just to put this in perspective, this, uh, this parent's son could land in a lunge landing from about a meter. Okay. Landing from about a meter. He'd mm-hmm. stand on a 24 inch box. He would jump, lift his knees up by the time he landed. He's coming from about a meter. So yeah. if you know anything about the equation of force, you know, the, de- the, the physics definition of force, it's mass times acceleration. This kid weighs about 170 pounds. He's landing mm-hmm. from about a meter. So when he hits the ground, he's traveling at, you know, okay, if you know anything about physics, it's 9.8 meters per second. That would be your velocity when you're hitting the ground. Or 360 feet per second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. so, it, I mean, you're thinking, so. Right. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of force, force, right. And there's no way. I mean, we couldn't, uh, you know, we couldn't put. But but see but see where I think where people get confused though is they still there is still this it's ingrained in our like society and like in our in our it, we're wired to think that you have to get stronger in the gym under a bar like that's ingrained in our society and I think that's where parents and kids get hung I up. I would agree. Is yeah, and so like we have to break that down. Like I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, this kid can land, can land an altitude drop lunge, stick it, and the amount of force that they're absorbing is, is huge. But when dads go to the to the field and are sitting there for nine games and they're talking, and you know Johnny over here is throwing you know in the low nineties and squats four oh five, and you know. Whatever, Tommy, who can land a lunge, is only throwing 88 and can't squat 225. That's where things get hung right, up. Right, So, yes, you're absolutely right. So, a lot of times uh, it's equated that that higher squat is what led to that higher pitching velocity. Even though right. there's a lot of people who can, well, there's not a lot of people who can properly squat 400 pounds. There's a lot of people who, of, of among the percentage of people that can squat 400 pounds, most of them cannot throw 90 mile an hour, miles an hour. They cannot right. do that. Okay, they're mm-hmm. not the same thing. That said, if someone could squat, say, 300 pounds, very fast, in in the proper positions, their chances of being able to th- to throw. 90 mile an hour fastball would be much greater than that person who can max squat 400 pounds. So in other words, instead of squatting, say 400 pounds in five seconds, let's say that you can squat 300 pounds in half a second, the same depth and, you know, under control, you know, pulling down with the hamstrings, you know, extending up powerfully with the quads. I would give that person a much higher likelihood of being able to throw that 90 mile an hour fastball, even without watching them pitch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and and I, I I go back to the quote that strength is never a weakness. 
And so you, you also have to understand though what strength is as well. And, you know, yes, I, I do still, and I've gone on record saying this, there is benefit to getting strong in, in a, in the sense of a bar. Okay. There, there is benefit to it, but it is not and should not ever be your primary source of evaluating your performance. You know, the ability to move, the ability to absorb force, ability to produce force. Those are all the elements that you really need for ultimately performance. If you want to be a bodybuilder and you want big arms, well, then you need to make a decision whether you want to do that or be a pitcher. Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, <clears throat> so it's like I can't help it if our, our job is to give you the tools that you need to win. So if you are already lifting at school, regardless of whether the program is good or it's shitty, whatever, that's not my problem. If you're lifting at school already, then I'm going to tell you, no, you don't need supplementary lifting, especially if you're already coming to ELP. And so that would kind of be what I would say to, to the parent, knowing the situations. If they're lifting at school, no, you know, you definitely don't need any supplementary lifting if you're working with right. me or Chris. In this particular kid's case, he does not lift at school. Now, he will be next year. Um, and a lot of kids, mm-hmm. if they don't play a, a sport, at this particular school, there is not a freshman baseball team. Okay, there's not a freshman. There's okay. a junior varsity, but there's not a freshman baseball team. And it's a very large school. So unless you're just an absolute stud ninth grader, you're not playing junior varsity. Well, the since most of these ninth graders are not lifting at school, that kind of eliminates that part. That said, you know, I told this parent, I said, he should be able to go out and do whatever he wants to do. If he wants to lift, he could go lift, honestly. If he wants to go rock climb, he can go rock climb. If he wants to go jump on the trampoline, he can go jump on the tra- He can do whatever he wants. I mean, in other words, we should be able to not only get him strong, but it's not even so much just strength. It's preparing him. It's preparing him to do whatever else he wants to do. Pitch. Again, jump on the trampoline. Go climb rocks. Do whatever. Fill in the <clears> blank. Whatever. We should be preparing you, if we're doing our job properly, to do whatever you want. And, um, and so, you know, if that's lift... Go lift, you know. Um, no, I would agree with you. If he were lifting at school and then coming to me, I'd be like, yeah, you know, may want to think twice about that. So I, d- I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. You know, and at least in our area, you know, there's there's already, you know, a lot of schools that are, you know, that, that do lift. And, you know, it's it's our job to try to help fill in those gaps and fill in those voids. But, again, ultimately I see – I see the same patterns over and over and over again. And it's (laughs) these kids are coming in with, you know, parse fractures and stress fractures and hip and back pain. I mean, you know, these kids are having hip surgeries at 16 years old. And it's like, you know, no, the last thing you need to do is go to the gym and get on the freaking leg press machine or leg extension. That's, that's the worst possible thing you could do. Like that's not what you need. And so, you know, we, we are also trained to think that more is better. More is not always better, okay? You know, your body has to recover. Without getting too much into the detail, 
you know, <clears throat> I don't know who's listening to this, a coach or a parent, you know, for the coaches, you understand the, the cycle of super compensation, you know, for parents, basically all that means is, you know, you, you have a stimulus, like you're training, it's a stress, your body actually kind of goes backwards for a minute, then it's got to adapt to that. And then it's got to actually not only recover, but then Im- improve. So that's kind of super compensation in a nutshell. When, when you go back to the gym on Saturdays and Sundays and you're, you know, doing pec flies and, you know, and, uh, you know, and leg presses and leg extensions, like, I'm sorry, man, but that's not helping you, you know, and you can look at our YouTube page and yeah, sure. I got all kinds of stuff like that up on our page, but notice that's not under any of the athlete stuff at all. Like that's under mm-hmm. general fitness work because, you know, you're already taking a beating, you know, the joints are taking a beating with the lifting at school you know, yes, your joints are working, you know, here in the gym doing, you know, drops and catches and, you know, sprint drills and things like that. You also need time to recover. And that's, that's something that I think is overlooked as well. Like more is not better. Like I remember somebody asking me about doing recovery workouts on a Sunday and I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. You don't, you don't know. You don't need to go. You want a recovery workout? Go yeah. play basketball, go play pickup ball. It doesn't right. have to be done in a gym, right. you know? You know, plus there's the mental side of it as well. Well, the, you know, which right, we hadn't absolutely. even touched on. Kind of to your point on the whole back thing, we had six kids last summer. This is last summer, just last summer. Okay, and just to put the numbers in perspective, I had uh, 28 athletes last summer. We had six kids that came to me with a recent history of various back injuries, whether it be. Stress fracture. Me too. Like I said, pars, yeah. you know, pars fracture, stress fracture of so, uh, in some other location in the spine. Uh, I, I heard this brand new diagnosis I'd never heard before. Stress reaction. Never heard that before, but they, you know, no diagnosable, okay. from, not diagnosable <laughs> from a image, imaging standpoint. But, okay, we got to give it some name. So maybe that's a name in the, you know, whatever the 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 diagnostic book, whatever the things are, so they can get reimbursed something, I suppose. But um, usually, in most cases, if we put people in the right positions and using the right parts of their body, usually the pain is gone. And if they can find that, I'm like, guess what? You just found your own solution. You know, we don't have to, you know, try to work through. I mean, yes, you have to work through this. You have to learn the right way to move, but they can teach themselves how to move properly. A lot of times... By doing something, oh, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Then try this, this, and this. Is the pain gone? Yes, that's much better. There you go. <laughs> you know, so they, like I yeah. said, they kind of teach themselves, hey, this is how I'm supposed to be training. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, let, let's go into the, okay, say, <clears throat> say the family or this kid is like, all right, I just, I want it. I, I want to do yeah. more. Like, I want to do more. Okay, because you do. You, sometimes you get that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not going to fight that all the time. What What would you, what would you prescribe? So, say the kid is lifting. Say he's, he's at school. Let's use your kid, but let's just say, example, he is lifting at, at high school. He's got your standard three days a week. We're benching and squatting and power cleaning, and then we'll do some reverse lunges because Doctor Heenan says it's good for you, right? All right, so we're doing that, and then they're coming to you twice a week as well we're filling in the gaps or developing the performance, the movement, you know, the family and him is like, yeah, I really do want to do a little more. Okay, fine. What are you recommending? 
Yeah, I would do nothing different. I would do nothing different. We would do exactly what we do in, in that case. And we have kids like that where if they are lifting at school and they come in twice a week, we don't do anything different. We do ISO extremes. We do altitudes. We do rebounds. Uh, we'll do a lot of drop, you know, ball drops, that sort of thing. We'll still do our rotational work because there's a good chance they didn't get any rotational work in their school workout. So we will do, you know, renegade slash sure. uh, uh, landmine, whatever you want to call it. We do a lot of work uh, with that, and we rotate a lot. Um, <laughs> so they get kind of their multi-plane type work. Um, but I, I'm so I'm saying, like, what are you – what are you having them do on a Saturday or Sunday outside oh, of being with you? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the family says, okay, well, we yeah. just, we want to do more. The pitcher's like, I, I, I want to do more. I have two other yeah. days that I'm not doing anything. You know, I train in school Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, I work with you, Chris, Tuesday, Thursday. I just, I, Saturday, I them, Sunday, I, I want to do like, something. Go do whatever you want. I, I've gotten to where I don't even prescribe that. Look, you're a kid. I don't care if you're a senior in high school, you're a kid. You need to go have fun. You need to go do what you want to do. You know, so fill in your fill in your own blank mm-hmm. there. Your body will start to tell you if you're if you're getting too tired, if you're overtraining, if you're you know, if you begin to lift on the weekends too and you go do your knee extensions or whatever. Yeah, you're you know, eventually it's gonna catch up to you. You're gonna get you're gonna get too sore. You're you're gonna stop gaining strength. You're gonna get sick. You're go- something's gonna happen if you're overtraining. You know, eventually and you know what? That, there you go. It's it's not necessarily a bad lesson learned. Um, so there you go. I, mm-hmm. That's that's what I I would do is tell them go do what you want. Go do whatever you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I'm right there with you. Go yeah. go be a kid. Like you know, go be a high school. Go be a college kid. You know, go enjoy life a little bit. Like it does not have to be this everything structured, organized manner all the time. It's not how. Yeah. It's not how life works, you know, it's, <clears throat> it, so I'm in the same boat. That's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell them to do the same thing. But I'll also say if you do want some type of structure with it, then do some more of your recode work. Like, I don't think you can ever do too much recode work because the recode work is just going to reinforce, you know, the back chain dominance, reinforce your movement patterns, especially if you've gotten to a point where, you know, it's we put people through a routine in the beginning and usually the first week or two it absolutely crushes them because it's such a change from stimulus but it to the body but it becomes natural and it becomes a warm up very quickly and it's like okay fine you can go do some of your rockers if that's what you want to do like if you want my opinion that's what i say do but i'm i'm with you as well go do your own thing like you know I would not recommend going and doing leg extensions and leg presses, though, at the local gym. That's probably not the best solution. Um, you know, so, again, to, to answer their question and other people's questions, it's every scenario is different, but we need to break the mold of thinking that being strong in the gym under a bar is the absolute definition of how you of – on-field, of on-field right. performance because it's not. right. Yeah, so that's uh, that. That's my take on it. You got uh, anything else you wanted thing. to add I mean, to it, Chris? It's, uh, you know, as we've said many times on this show, 
you know, I don't care. I, I, I know what my numbers, I know what my experience says. I know a lot of people who've gotten bigger and stronger over the years than we ever got as kids, and they are less resilient. There are more injuries ever mm-hmm. among high school and younger kids. Than ever. And they're more severe injuries, and yet they're bigger and stronger. Go figure. What's yep. the problem? Agreed. Uh, I'm not going to give you an exact answer there, but <laughs> so it ain't lifting. All right. That, that's probably not mm-hmm. going to be the answer to all the yeah. problems. Yep. I can't, uh, can't say I disagree with you there at all. So that was a good question. Uh, Mike, so we're going to keep this show short. We're kind of pressed for time here. But, guys, you know the deal. There's a fee. You know, we do this for free. It costs us a lot of money to do this. Our objective is to give you guys the information that you need. And if you've been following the podcast, you see the value of who we bring to the table for y'all and the information that we provide. And we expect you to share the show. If you want to continue to get this information, if you want to continue to ask us questions and get our opinion on it, then share the show and leave a review, please. It takes five minutes. It's not that hard. And for all of you that say you can't do social media, sorry, Chris, that's bullshit. I hate that because you live on social media. If you can't do it, figure it out. Take five seconds. There's this thing called Google, and it tells you how to do literally everything in the entire <laughs> world. So, guys, leave us a review. If the show sucked, don't leave a review. That's fine. But if you got value out of it, if you if this has helped you, please share the show. Bring us a friend. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. There will be no closing music. So, Chris, See you guys. it's good to talk to you, brother. You guys have a great day. We'll see you later.